0: The Fan is better when you're part of it. Call The Fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com.
1: The Knicks win, is that for real? The Knicks beat the big bad Brooklyn Nets. The three year nightmare is over. Light the Empire State Building blue and orange as those Knicks fans flood the streets. They said we want Brooklyn and they finally got them. Keep McPherson on the fan, you got me till 2 a.m. It's the day after the Super Bowl. So, of course, we're going to still talk Super Bowl, but hold on. The city's under new management. New York forever. The Knicks are back. The Knicks are back. They finally beat the Nets. It doesn't go to 10 in a row. KD and Kyrie are gone. Knicks fans, rejoice. Call me up and celebrate it. I'm not going to hold you. I, I just don't even care. As a Nets fan... Nine in a row will stand on, but this is part of the whole experience now, right? Knicks fans got to troll Nets fans the last two weeks as Kyrie Irving requested a trade. He's out, and then his bestie, sleepover buddy, BFF, wanted out as well. So the KD Kyrie era ends, and The only banner they can hang up in Brooklyn is the banner that says we didn't lose to the Knicks. Ben Simmons takes his first loss to the Knicks tonight. And I'm waiting for the Brooklyn Nets to start living in reality with number 10 the same way they decided to start living in reality with seven eleven. Ben Simmons is cooked. Ben Simmons is not a good basketball player. He makes the most money out of anybody on the Brooklyn Nets roster. And uh, he had nothing for this game tonight. I have to tip my cap first and foremost to Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson wore a Jalen Hurts jersey that, you know, got a lot of attention around here. But I see a lot of similarities in those two. They're leaders. They're dogs. They rep Philly. And uh, people underestimate them. And time and time again, they show up and shut people up. Jalen Brunson was looking to close that game out in the second half. He dropped 40 on your Brooklyn Nets, whose new identity is supposed to be length and defense. Well, halftime adjustments, it didn't matter. The Knicks were not going to crumble tonight. They were not going to lose in the garden tonight. I tip my cap to Jalen Brunson. Hey, Jalen, they owe you some more money. Make sure the Knicks are getting you some side deals. They didn't pay you enough. They got a steal signing Jalen Brunson. They owe you a couple more mil a year. And then they went and got his BFF bestie, as we're talking about BFFs and besties. But you much rather have a Jalen Brunson and a Josh Hart as best friends on your team than a Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving on your team. I mean, I'm watching – like, I didn't know Josh Hart was even like that. I mean, I've watched this game from Villanova in the league – Uh, Lakers, Pelicans, Blazers, but there's, like, he was repping New York tonight like he's from here, you know, he's beating on his chest, and he's really all about it, I mean, he's what the Knicks have been looking for, I guess that's what they thought, uh, I guess that's what they thought Cam Reddish was gonna be nah this guy I'm watching I'm watching Josh Hart play and I'm like he's low low-key low key, a great addition for the knicks that nobody's gonna really talk about but he changes a lot for him he plays hard he moves he's moving he's 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 playing defense he hustles the guy rebounds better than an average guard he can bring the ball up like a guard but he can also defend he he shoots the three he's open for open threes and like I said man he was beating his chest at one point I think he had a like, a and one late in the game, and he came out repping. I'm like, this guy just got here. Can't be mad at it. He started off hot, 12 points, five for five, for five from the field. He's a guy that locked in playing in his second game, and obviously the Brooklyn Nets have a bunch of guys playing in their second game. And uh, the Knicks were the better team, and they are the better team right now. And we can't front. We can't make anything up. Men lie. Women lie. Numbers don't. I guess the numbers will lie a little bit because the Nets are still above the Knicks in the standings. They're the fifth place team in the East. But the Knicks have a better team right now than the Nets. The Nets are figuring things out. Jacques Vaughn, I'm not sure what was going on. Like Cam Thomas didn't enter that game until the second quarter. I'm like, oh, I guess they're saving him to be the closer in the fourth. To try and let him go crazy. But the fourth quarter. You can't save a guy for the fourth quarter. There is no saving a player for the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter got away from the Nets. And you know in the beginning of that game. I was expecting another Villanova guy. Another friend of the Villanova. Villanova duo that the Knicks have. Mikael Bridges. I expected him to get going. But you know he had nothing really. He had five points in the first half. For most of the first half. He only had one bucket. Spencer Dinwiddie. I don't know who gave Spencer Didn't we the green light. I think himself. But he was trying to be the hero. And, you know, I like that it meant something for Spencer as a former net that left and came back. He tried to lead the way, but he took so many damn shots. Like, at one point, I'm like, all right, Spencer, you're not the hot hand. You keep throwing it up, and it's not falling for, for you. You got to get other guys involved. So it's clearly that, you know, the, the Nets right now, it's a new team. This is their second game they played. Together, I mean, they gave the Sixers a run for their money, but it was the second half of a back-to-back where the Sixers faced the Knicks the game before. So I don't really look at that game as a measuring stick game. This is a rivalry, quote unquote. I know Julius Randle said it wasn't a rivalry, but it, it it is. It's the Battle of the Burrows. Celebrity Row was packed tonight. Everybody was in the Garden tonight. I saw Tommy and Evan were in the Garden tonight, and Evan had to do his walk of shame with four minutes and change. I don't go to those games. I I wasn't even thinking about going to the Garden tonight. My boy Dan is in the Garden with uh, one of my fan cave brothers, Mike, who's in town from Chicago. He asked me about going to the game. I said, I don't go there. I go to the Nets world. And I'm definitely not pulling up to MSG for them to break this streak. I'm not trying to be in there and see that. Katie and Kyrie had a good run. The old Nets had a good run. But now you're looking at a better team and a team that has played together in the New York Knicks. And looking at the rest of the guys, you don't need Julius Randle to go for 30. In the beginning of the game, it looked like Julius Randle wanted to prove he was the best player on the court. Jalen Brunson was the best player on the court. And I know Julius Randle's probably relieved, right? Because he's had to deal with KD being on the floor. Kyrie being on the floor. And you can't win those. But the Knicks get a win tonight. I mean, Josh Hart had 27 off the bench. IQ 14. Uh, these guys... They, they just came out motivated to beat the Nets and not lose to this version of the Nets, which is still very much trying to figure some things out. And you can see that with uh, De'Ron Sharp, how much he had to play because Ben Simmons is on the bike. And Ben Ben Simmons, if you ask me, I'm good on him. Like, you know, the money attached to him, the uh, physical issues attached to him not being available, the mental health issues, like the, the Nets brought him on. And I I think it's hilarious That through this whole James Harden mixed in with KD Kyrie era, the Nets end up with a max contract player and Ben Simmons after all of it. It's kind of dumb when you actually look at how it all shakes out that that's how the uh, chips will fall. So like I said, folks, this is part of it. This is a a part of Nets fans right now. They've looked super corny the last couple weeks. I'm one of them. Uh, You have to take the bad with the good. I think there is some relief. I think there is some good that the negative cloud of a wild card ticking time bomb is out of the roster. And then also this player who is the greatest in theory, but he's never available. Now you have a bunch of guys that are going to be available. Now you have a bunch of guys that you can figure out, you know, how to play together and probably make a run. But for Nets fans, the season is over. Uh, It probably was over even with Katie and Kyrie. I don't think they were winning a championship this year with the roster as it was constructed. Um, and here you are now looking at this team. They've got a long way to go to figure it out, I think, and they had, don't have that much time. So for me as a Nets fan, I feel like the season ended, uh, you know, this 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 night, really this weekend, and just after this trade. There's just, you know, you get Finney Smith, Dorian Finney Smith and Spencer Dinwiddie to accompany a Kevin Durant, then Kevin Durant forces his way out, and then the package that you get for Durant, like they're good packages for Katie and Kyrie, but this is not – Um, this is not how you planned on building your team moving forward. I think the Knicks, on the other hand, made some moves, got some guys out of there, and they have a good enough nucleus uh, that they feel good about moving forward. Mitchell Robinson will come back, and I think they'll be somewhere, you know, in maybe not even in the plan. They're going to be somewhere in the mix in the East. The Nets may drop a little bit, but that's going to be fun. We'll see. Um, The Nets host the Heat on Wednesday. That'll be the last game before the All-Star break. The Knicks, I believe, head to Atlanta to face the Hawks. And all of these teams, right, the Nets are fifth, the Heat are sixth, the Knicks are seventh, the Hawks are eighth. All of these teams are jockeying for position to either be in the playoffs or be in the play-in. I think the Knicks can fight their way out of the play-in. The Nets may drop into that. I think there's only some, you know, 20 and some change games left. After the All-Star break. Now, we've got baseball news. We've got football to talk about. I want to get to the baseball, but I'm going to table that. Because, with you know, I just mentioned the All-Star break coming up. I'm in line to have, I think, three five-hour shows this week. And then I think three or four, probably four, next week. And we actually will get intel from spring training. We'll have some actual baseball to talk about. But for tonight, it's Knicks Nets. Knicks fans, call me up, celebrate the victory. Your, you know, long nightmare is over. Like, I I jokingly say that, but, like, enjoy that victory. Like, it's part of the whole celebration of KD and Kyrie no longer being here in New York. You got that one. Year 10, Nets in Brooklyn, they could not get to 10 wins in a row. We'll start it over. Maybe the rivalry will become a rivalry. Call me up, 877-337-6666, and we'll talk Knicks, Nets, and perspective and uh, the future and what we think is going to happen the rest of this season. And then when we come back, I will not open up, but I will open with my thoughts on the Super Bowl. I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. So we'll talk Super Bowl. We'll talk Knicks, Nets. And as we get later in the, the night, I can't help myself. I, I want to save baseball conversations for later in the week, but there's a few things to sprinkle in tonight. Eight seven seven three three seven. A six to six, two more sixes. Keep McPherson on the fan till 2 a.m. I'll be right back. And
0: it takes the knee, and the New York Giants are the Super Bowl
1: 42 champions. When
0: this happened, you talked about it on the fan. They
1: knock off the mighty Patriots 17 to 14.
0: When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the Free Odyssey app.
1: Congratulations to the Knicks. They are the New York Knicks. I usually call them the Boo-York-icks, but go, New York, go, New York, go. Congratulations. It's got to be a good feeling. I'm on the other side of it, and I feel numb to it, indifferent. It is what it is, man, but I'm also numb to the fact that the NFL is over. I love football, like legit love it. I love every part of it. Without football, I wouldn't be the man that I am today, wouldn't have been the little boy that I was putting on a helmet for the first time young. I learned a ton playing football, Uh, helped make me a man, and I like the game a lot. I like betting on it. I like watching it. I like talking about it. I like every part of it, and uh, the NFL is the highest level. Um, The NFL is also bogus, and we're about to talk about it, man. Uh, As much as I love football and the game of football, the NFL is super corny. Like, I literally have in my notes, let me see, in my notes in the first quarter, I said, this is looking to be the Super Bowl that we thought. This is the most bet on Super Bowl with the most media coverage and the most visible celebrities out in in Phoenix. And we're actually going to get the game between the number one team in the AFC, the number one team in the NFC. You know, these teams were so even. They have the runner-up in MVP voting versus the actual MVP. This is it. Super Bowl 57, I guarantee it's going to be high scoring and back and forth. But in my notes, I say, I guarantee the refs mess it up one way or another by the end of this game. It's going to be high scoring. It's going to be fun. People are going to make money on Super Bowl boxes. I did. People are going to make money on prop bets that Octopus hit cash You know, but at the same time, there's going to be complaints the next day about officiating. How many times have you heard me say the NFL is bogus? What do I mean? And I don't know if you subscribe to the the script theory that the NFL is scripted. I know a ton of people love to say the NFL is rigged. And also the fact that they say it's an entertainment organization and that they can, uh, you know, kind of get away with some funny business. The NFL is bogus. You got to just deal with the officiating. But that game wasn't decided by the officials. Let me rewind that for you. The NFL is always going to have missed calls, makeup calls, calls you don't understand, calls that don't seem like they're right in the moment. The one thing that you can bank on is that. And you can bank on that in all sports, even in this Knicks-Nets game tonight. The refs in the beginning of the game, I'm like, here we go. If you're gonna, you got to beat the Knicks and the refs. If you're gonna win tonight, it isn't inexact science. It is human error being in the game, and just just accept it and hope that you're on the winning side of it. So all the all the talk I heard today about that holding call with Bradbury, and then even you know I'm watching Dan Orlovsky talk about the one before that. It does not matter. That isn't what determined the result of the game. There's so many other things that determine that, right? Let's start with how bogus the NFL is for putting those guys out there on that field. Terrible conditions. As someone who played football on terrible conditions, because I played on a lot of high school fields that didn't have turf, and they were just mud, and they were messed up, and you needed to have a half cleat and then a three-fourth of an inch cleat for the muddier, slipperier conditions. You shouldn't have that in a Super Bowl. I wasn't even tweeting during the Super Bowl. I was having drinks and snacks and enjoying the time. And I'm like, I'm staying off Twitter. I know how big of a night it is on Twitter, but I'm staying off Twitter. I had to say something about how bogus it was with the paint on that Bermuda grass that supposedly they spent like $800,000 on to make and preserve, and that's what we get? That's the playing surface for the biggest football game in the world? Come on. Like, the NFL's got to be joking with that. We want these guys to play fast. We want these guys to be able to stick their foot in the ground and cut and get after the quarterback. And, hey, it was slippery for everyone, even if you're a kicker. We saw Harrison Bucker slip on it. Uh, We've seen – we saw Hassan Reddick slip on it. We saw Pat Mahomes with one leg slip on it, keep his balance. And, yeah, the the GOAT conversation with Patty, go ahead and stamp him. He's got a long way to go, but he's got the greatest start to a season – ever, out of anyone in the NFL. And what you saw last night was Mahomes' magic. Uh, after the game, Travis Kelsey got on the microphone and in the camera and he yelled to everyone. He said, not nan one of you had us winning the Super Bowl. I said, wait, Travis, yes, I did. Did you not hear me on the fan? Week one when everybody was picking the Bills, I said, it's the Chiefs. I don't know what NFL you guys watch, but Patrick Mahomes still exists. And Andy Reid is still calling plays. Travis Kelsey is there. And they've got a lot of talent. They've got some different weapons for Pat. And they've got some guys on that defense that can go. Patrick Mahomes is the GOAT. Two Super Bowls, two Super Bowl MVPs. He's been to three. He's 27. He's going to definitely play for another 10 years, whatever. Start, you know, your debates. Um, But he's in and out of everyone's debate. Andy Reid is up there as one of the greatest coaches. I had a drop on WFAN where I said, you know, for... You know, my vantage point and what I see, this is the Andy Reid Bowl. It's on Andy Reid to outcoach his former team. We all know they have the better roster. We all know they have the better players if you go through the roster position by position. This game is on Andy Reid to get some intel on his former team. Maybe somebody in Philly could tell him something. I think they did. They had a great recipe in that second half to come back and win. Run the football. I talked about Isaiah Pacheco, him being a South Jersey kid, growing up, rooting for the Eagles, how big of a moment this would be for him and his family. It was. Uh, I gave you a local rooting guide w- leading up all of these weeks to the Super Bowl, and I even made a little local rooting guide, not just for you know athletes that went to school in New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, but former players that played for the Jets or the Giants. I mean, Two former Giants had their fingerprints all over this one. James Bradbury with the hold. And then, obviously, Kadarius Toney with the longest punt return in NFL history almost housed it, and then he did score a touchdown of his own on that little corn dog play, as Andy Reid calls it. I love that, man. I love watching football, and these guys have different formations. They can run the same play out of different formations. They also play with the motion, whether it's motion across the formation or just motioning. You know Travis Kelsey in to get him in a mismatch and then he's wide open or motioning Sky Moore or Kadarius Toney just to get these guys off their access a little bit, then boom, they're wide open. That's how you scheme. That's how you coach. That's how you outcoach a coach in his second year that's got all the talent when you don't have all the talent but you do have the best player in the league. That's all that matters. You can't spell Philly without back-to-back L's. I love that when I saw that tweet out there today. And then I saw somewhere the Philadelphia Union also get lumped in with the championship losses. I don't watch soccer. But before I signed off, I said, I need the the Eagles to lose the Super Bowl like the Phillies lost the World Series. Cry, Eagles cry. I need them humbled. They were flipping cars before the game. They were still drunk in the streets after the game. But they have been humbled in Philadelphia and South Jersey again. And I feel like everyone had a good time watching that. I did. Like I said, this was the Super Bowl. If you weren't feeling Rihanna, I mean, you got to chill out. Like, you got to just take a step back and and reassess. It is what it is. It's a halftime performance that she didn't get paid for. So she has the right to go out there and look how she wants to look and perform exactly what song she wants to perform. It's okay. I'm just glad that we're actually getting some representation, right? If you pay attention, since Jay-Z and Rock Nation have been involved with the Super Bowl, look at the halftime shows. I think they've been good, and I really never care for – halftime anyway I'm into the football I'm watching the game and I told you before we got into the Super Bowl that the Chiefs are young they have a lot of rookies that they're asking to play big minutes for them but they came up big and you know what that team is young and Pat Mahomes is making all the money But Andy Reid is coming back. Kelsey's coming back maybe for a couple more years. I think they get another one with this young nucleus. I think they hit in the draft again. I was so impressed with their offensive line, defensive line. I was so impressed with their linebackers and DBs. It's like we spent so much time in the last two weeks talking about the Eagles defense and how dominant they were and how much of a monster they were. And I remember telling you, as I keep going back to these Eagles games, they didn't really play anybody at the quarterback position. As I keep going back to who they beat, they haven't seen the likes of a Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid in this type of team. It's going to be close. It's going to be close, and it was, and it was great. I thought when Pat went down, that was it. I was telling my mom. I was telling my wife. That's it. If, if he can't go, that's it. That's game. Chad Henney's not going to save him this time, and Chad Henney retired after the game. I mean, Pat, though. With, speaking of the Rihanna halftime, Pat wasn't watching Rihanna. They were doing something to him, uh, a 30-minute halftime. He came out ready to play. He had the longest run uh, he's had in a while, one of the longest runs of his career to kind of you know ice that game, seal that game. He did everything he could for their team, and that's why you can't count them out, and that's why I picked the Chiefs week one, and that's why I stuck with my pick all the way through, and I bet on the Chiefs. Uh, I wish I knew 38-35. I was telling y'all that the over-under should be 60. It should have been 70. I-, I wasn't expecting them to score 38-35 in regulation, not even need overtime. And as I'm singing the praises of Pat Mahomes, Pat Mahomes took the time last night to sing the praises of one Jalen Hurts. And I already spoke on Jalen Hurts, comparing him to Jalen Brunson, but man, Jalen Hurts, he, he shut me up. I was telling you guys all last week, they got to make him throw. And he made some throws, you know, Some of the throws, uh, you know, like throwing it up to A.J. Brown in the end zone, that's just a, I'm trusting my guy to beat you. But that throw that he made to Dallas Goddard on third and 14 on a rope, I mean, you know, I get it. Some people don't know if he caught it, if Miles Sanders caught it. We don't know what's a catch, what isn't a catch. That's part of the bogus NFL. But Jalen Hurts put together one of the best performances we ever saw from a quarterback in the Super Bowl. He's obviously going to be their quarterback moving forward. And I have no questions about his leadership. My questions questions were all about his arm. I just was saying he's not much of a thrower. I've seen him miss guys. I've seen him not be locked in. He was locked in for the Super Bowl. He did enough for them to win. But you got Patrick Mahomes over there, and we all knew it was going to come down to a field goal or a touchdown to end it. And I think that's great. We couldn't live in a reality where the Eagles win another Super Bowl. They needed to be humbled, and Andy Reid Got it done. 877-337-6666. I'm sure people have issues with the Super Bowl and whatever. I I saw um, (laughs) 118.7 million people were tuned in for Rihanna's halftime performance, but the Super Bowl had 113 million viewers. Now, that's no uh, shabby number. It's just saying that the number spiked when Rihanna was performing. She's global. She's a billionaire. She's also a mother. Congratulations to New York's own ASAP Rocky. He's the real winner in all of this ASAP. ASAP like goes on for ASAP to actually go on to be the father of Rihanna's kids. Legend Harlem. But anyway, I'm getting off track Um, back to the viewers. One hundred and thirteen million viewers. That's the most watched Super Bowl in six years. That's the third most watched TV show of all time. (laughs) The NFL is king. It's it's a bogus king. But we eat it up, we love it, and uh, I want to get to the phones now, 877-337-6666. I've got a ton of other notes from the Super Bowl. Um, I've also got baseball notes, some NFL notes that would definitely uh, fit in this show around some quarterbacks and some coaches and the carousel that is, but I want to speak to you guys, let you guys get a word in, and then we'll be on our way. Young Josh is in Passaic, first up on the fan, go for it Josh.
2: Yo kid, what's up?
1: You know, holding it down, happy to be back, and uh, just waiting for actual baseball to get going. I have nothing now. I need the Yankees.
2: Right, I was also thinking that because I kept on, you know, hearing the drop on the fan, whatever it was, 20 days, 25 days, still catchers and pitchers. I'm like, yeah, but the Nets are still doing good. And I guess then well, the Giants were just out, but there's still football. So baseball still, I'm like, I don't really care when it comes. And now that, you know, the Nets are huge, you say being humbled a little bit, you know. Now I'm looking forward to this as much as ever. But the one thing that I'm upset with the training, obviously they got players, they got picks back. They so traded Durant and Kyrie, and he didn't even come back with the center. Because at the end of the day, one of the main reasons you lost to the Sixers, obviously you couldn't score in the last five, six minutes, was because you <clears throat> couldn't now yeah. rebound Embiid.
1: And even with the Knicks, points in the paint, um, it's super frustrating that Ben Simmons is relied on. It's super frustrating that De'Ron Sharp... In his second year, De'Ron, he's made, he's made some strides, but he's not an NBA center. I guess he's good enough for backup minutes. But if the Nets are serious about anything, he you can't really have him on the floor. And Nick Claxton, yes, has taken a huge step forward this year. He's the guy, but he needs someone to spell him. So, like you said, right through this madness of the trade deadline and and getting Katie and Kyrie out of here, they lost track of like the actual thing that they did need. Like if Katie and Kyrie stayed. That was a need before they forced their way out. You should have still tried to do that. Maybe they find someone in the buyout market, but uh, if the Nets are going to do anything, they definitely can't be relying on Ben Simmons and Dayron Sharp to back up Nick Claxton. It's going to be a one-and-done play-in or playoffs, and that's why I'm just like, well, you know, the best laid plans of mice and men. We're in a situation with the Nets. This was not anyone's plan. Clearly, they didn't have a plan when they attacked this trade deadline, and... We're surprised by Kyrie's request, and then, of course, KD not wanting to drive the bus. So now you have different pieces and different players and a coach trying to figure it out, and I think he used this game tonight as you know another chance to figure things out. Obviously, he did some of that against the Sixers, but in this rivalry against the Knicks, I don't think he had rivalry on his mind. He was trying to get some intel, and the Nets lose, so I'm ready for baseball.
2: And the Cam Thomas mystery that he said also continues, right? Even the beginning of the year, you know, sometimes he'd played towards the end, he had a few buckets, and then he'd have DMPs for the next it's week. It's clear it.
1: they don't trust him. In his second year, he's a scorer. They don't trust him on defense. They also don't trust him to find the, you know, open guy, make the right pass. And when you have Spencer Dinwiddie chucking up 20, 30 shots, it's like, okay, you can't put both of them on the floor together.
2: And... I remember with Al Horford last year, right when he got to Celtics, first like the Thunder, kind of like benched him, and then they just bought him out. I wonder if the Nets could somehow agree to do that with Ben Simmons. He's not a guy you want to have on your team if you want to go get something next year. But
1: yeah, no, only... nah, I just heard Jock Vaughn talking about him, and for some reason they're trying, they cater to him. They're trying to find out like all of these things to like get the potential out of Ben Simmons. That's why I said in my open, I can't wait till they just come to reality, come to terms, the same way they did with Katie and Kyrie. Okay, Kyrie requested out, you're out. And if your best friend wants to join you too, we'll we'll accommodate him, but we'll live in the reality that potential and hope is not what we can do business on. Results is what we have to do business on. And I'm ready for them to turn that page on Ben Simmons and realize you're not going to ever get the results that you truly want out of this guy. Either sit him down on the bench or or figure out a way to get him out of here, cut ties with him. He's not going to turn into anything that can help this team this year. Um, and I understand that they might have an idea that they can like work on him and trade him next year, but he's cooked, man. Nobody wants him.
2: And with the Super Bowl, it's actually pretty satisfying to see former Giant Bradbury get that defensive holding. The one thing that, that I saw wrong with the uh, Eagles, was, I know the game was mostly over there, was Kenneth Gainel taking that slide, right? He left six seconds on the play. They have no timeouts. you got to know your quarterback, right? He he not throw sixty yards. You got to yep. get another ten, fifteen yards out of that. You had him. i um, still another three, four seconds. I guess he was scared of like being like the new like Dak Prescott like running out of time.
1: Sure, I mean you got to be coached better in those situations. You got to know the situation. You got to have awareness. And uh, I I don't mind it because I I just could not see the Eagles winning another Super Bowl would have been too much to deal with. I'm cool with it. I'm so cool with it. And people. Keep saying, oh, they'll be back. They'll be back. No, they won't. Like, their team is going to change. Every time you go to the Super Bowl, your team changes. And when you lose the Super Bowl and you come up short, that Super Bowl hangover is even more. So I, I get it. Yeah, he'll be back, uh, and they have some talent, but it's not a guarantee they'll be back in the in the NFC. Long live the king, Patrick Mahomes. He's the king of this league. He's the face of this league. He went to Disneyland, and uh, ESPN got to lay into that and play into that today. Good. I think it's all good for the NFL. Thanks for the call, Josh. 877 a six, 337 six 2 more 6 is BRB. Let them have it.
0: Call the fan at 877 337 6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, last year, the West Coast. Hosted the Super Bowl, so the halftime show was fitting. Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Kendrick and them, you know, that was why they did that. Uh, Rihanna's now from Arizona, but, you know, I think it was just her time. You know, she's back on the scene. I'm assuming she's going to put out some new music sometime soon, but, you know, she's back on the scene as a mother now. We've seen her little boy. We're not sure about this next kid, but I, I count that as a reveal last night. I thought that was cool to see. I wasn't so mad about um, her sexualizing herself like I, it is what it is, man. it's they're trying to be provocative. It gets the people going like they're they're literally looking for anything they can do in the you know 15 minutes that they're performing that's gonna be memorable that people are going to talk about uh, you know, the white jumpsuits, the, the guys that look like they came out of a chemical lab. I don't think that's really moving the needle. She was pregnant, so it wasn't like she was going to come out there doing backflips, somersaults. Um, she wasn't going to, you know, hit the uh, stanky leg. Travis Kelsey did. I thought that was hilarious. Travis Kelsey scored that first touchdown. He hit the stanky leg. I'm like, okay, okay, kill it Kelsey. <laughs> but uh, anywho, man, yeah, Super Bowl had everybody out there. I was, you know, not jealous, but I was looking at the Super Bowl and thinking about the All-Star game because I'm a baseball guy, but I'm an everything guy, really, sports but, you know, I don't go to, like, NBA All-Star or, you know, Super Bowl. or Like, I, I go to the MLB All-Star festivities. I've been to three of those, and uh, those are always fun. And those always have parties and media availability, and a who's who and what's what. So I was looking at everybody out there at the Super Bowl, and I'm like, yeah, one day I'm going to be out there. Maybe not next year, but next year might be the year because next year is in Vegas. And if they thought Arizona was cool, wait till Vegas gets to host the Super Bowl next year. And uh, as we're speaking, Aaron Rodgers is in the dark. He's just in the darkness, man. Um, just close your eyes and think of nothing. And that's what Aaron Rodgers is doing right now. He's in the dark. Would you ever do a dark room? I don't really need to. Like I'm not searching for anything. Like I don't need to find any type. Like I don't need to go into four days of isolation really, to find myself. Do you I'm think good. he's
0: actually? Do you think he means what he's saying, or do you just think he wants to get away from people and no one's gonna check him on? Uh, trying to find something. He's weirdo.
1: He's got. Yeah. He's got so much bread that like he he needs to do these things that regular people don't do. He's reached a level of like stardom and money, and like he 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 needs to do that and. I say he's a certified weirdo, but he would say to me, you know, have some understanding and some compassion. Right, I guess what I'm
0: asking is do you believe him that he's actually going into a dark house legit
1: just to find himself? Yeah, I I don't think he's got a reason to make that stuff up. He gives us information, like the ayahuasca stuff. We didn't need to know all that. We don't need to know what you did. Like, sure, If that's what, what you're into, keep the drugs that you're into to yourself. We don't need that, right? You gave us that extra information. You didn't want to tell us you were on vax He's a different type of guy. So now he needs to go into the darkness. And what did I say as soon as I heard that? Oh, he's going to find the black hole that is the Las Vegas Raiders and their fans and their terrible organization. And he's going to say, oh, that's where the Super Bowl is next year? That's where I'd like to be. Devontae Adams over there? Is Devontae going to buy me a house? Devontae Adams might actually buy him a house. Wouldn't be a bad investment. You could sell it after he retires and say, hey, Aaron Rodgers lived here. Somebody out there in Vegas is going to think that's cool and pay for it. So I think that Aaron Rodgers is going to the Raiders. And then we get news this week, um, really right before the Super Bowl, that Derek Carr informed team officials that he will not waive his no-trade clause before February 15th. Coming up, fellas, two days. And if you're listening to me right now, tomorrow's Valentine's Day. If you have a girl, if you have a girlfriend... If you have a fiance, if you have a wife, and you didn't at least go get a card or something, I'm trying to save you. I'm trying to help you. I'm not into Valentine's Day. Most dudes aren't. But do not be empty handed. Do not be, em- like, even, don't even be empty handed in the morning, right? I'm trying to help y'all. Go to whatever, 7 Eleven, corner store, bodega, something. Get something. You can make a card if there's no cards, but have something. Have something to present. It's Valentine's Day, and the way these chicks operate with social media, somebody has a husband or boyfriend that went all out and got this big arrangement of flowers and a teddy bear and balloons and all these chocolates, and someone's going to post and flex on your girl and make her feel terrible, and that, in turn, is going to come to you, my friend. That's going to mess up your Tuesday. Don't let it happen. But, yeah, uh, February 15th is when we'll know about Derek Carr, Derek Carr just had the visit with the Saints. And uh, the the thing is, why would anybody trade for him if you could get him for free? So, you're not free, but without giving up assets for him, you could just sign him. And that's where we're headed with this. He still could sign with the Saints. And guess what? The Saints will be hosting the Super Bowl in two years. So, the Vegas Super Bowl is coming up in 2024, I believe. And then uh, it's in New Orleans the year after. Who are the Jets going to sign a quarterback? If Carr is going to the Saints, if Aaron Rodgers is going to the Raiders, they still need to have their eyes on both. They still need to be uh, the backup plans for both. The- Joe Douglas still needs to have his priorities be Aaron Rodgers one, Derek Carr two. And then if you fall out of it or you know they, they go where we think they're going to go, then you pivot. Jimmy G, I think they're saying potentially Tampa. Some news came out around him going to Tampa. Okay. But then I guess it's Jimmy G, Ryan Tannehill. Then you get down into another tier of Baker Mayfield, Gardner Minshew, Andy Dalton. No, you don't want to go there. I don't know. What about Lamar Jackson? It should be it should be Aaron Rodgers, it should be Derek Carr, and then keeping tabs on Lamar Jackson for the Jets. And then if if all those, you know, end up, you know, not working out for you, then you 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 pivot to these other guys. But fans aren't gonna love that. The fans aren't gonna actually be feeling that. Okay, back to the phones we go. Lou is out in a story on the fan. You got it, Lou. Hey
3: Keith, how you doing?
1: Good, good. Thanks for calling in.
3: Yeah, listen. Uh, the Super Bowl, I, I just had a small bet, you know, like you did. You got it. You got you got the winning game. I bet. I took the Eagles, even though I can't stand them. And tomorrow I gotta go. I gotta go bowling, and I gotta face these two dudes that I lost a couple of dollars. And I really don't think it was fair because Hurts, who I thought that the last uh, call that was made against uh, the Eagles, I don't think that was really necessary. If this freaking guy hurts, did not fumble the ball and gave the KC a free seven points, okay? I yep. mean, turnover he have game. Been the MVP, huh?
1: The Eagles lost the turnover game. Not only did they have the only turnover, it turned into points. So if people want to blame exactly. the refs, what about that swing right there? Exactly.
3: And you know what? That 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 blew the entire game. But it, what pisses me off is okay that a lot of people didn't get that, okay? And, and that would never even... Be, people I mean, didn't get it because Hurts came back and
1: they ended up scoring. It was like he got it yeah. right back. But that that's it right there. Turnover. You gave him one. Be
3: one of the greatest, one of, one of the best uh, Super Bowl ever. Now, the halftime show, I want I want your opinion on this, okay? I mean, I like the one with, with Shakira and J-Lo. Uh, the national anthem by Whitney Houston. And if you remember Michael Jackson, I think it was, well, rest in peace, one of the greatest performers that ever lived. And, I mean, Rihanna, the problem that I had with that was, like, they have these guys that look like penguins. You couldn't even tell what it, what it was. But, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, it was ridiculous. And let me ask you another point about the, 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 the King James, James LeBron.
1: Yeah, when like LeBron man, got on the big uh, screen.
3: Yeah, on the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I mean, with the three-pointers situation, I mean, that that record was held for, 48, for 40, almost 40 years. And I think that that record that LeBron has right now, with a 3 pointer going on, it's not going to last long because a younger guy that's going to be shooting threes forever is going to do that real quick. And I think that, and I want your opinion on this, and I want you to look it up, from high school, college, to the pros, the best basketball player that ever lived, it's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You have a good one. Having happy, happy Valentine's to, to, to you and your wife, okay?
1: Thanks. You too, hey. Lou. Lou Alcindor. Shout out to Lou Alcindor. Um, a, a few things. So I think he said, and he, maybe I'm hearing it wrong, I think he said that the three-point record existed for 40 years. It did not because Ray Allen had it and then Steph broke it. That one didn't take too long and we kind of knew Steph was going to break it. But I think he meant to say or was referring to the 38 years between LeBron breaking the all time scoring record, which was held by Kareem Abdul Jabbar. And uh hmm. My thoughts on that is uh, you know, I don't I don't think anyone's catching it because yeah, even with the three pointer, I said jokingly last week they can make a four pointer and no one's catching it because LeBron is still playing. Yeah, he's not playing right now because he enjoyed Super Bowl week. He was at the Super Bowl. They put him on the big screen. And as cocky as ever, like, we just got to deal with LeBron now. Like, LeBron LeBron knows he's the GOAT. He knows he's the man. So when they boo him, he puts on his imaginary crown just to symbolize I'm the king. No matter what you think about it, no matter what you think about me, some of you are booing me. That's okay. I'm the king. And uh, I've got all respect for LeBron right now. I, I just I can't be one of those type that hate on him because I, I just have seen everything, man. I, I've seen this guy come into the league as a kid, grow up as a man. He's about to bring his son into the league. He he broke the all-time scoring record. He said that was never a goal, and he's fourth all-time in assists. He's going to climb that, and he's not done. He's 38, and he's chilling right now. I think he hasn't played the last three games because he celebrated, you know, from uh, last Tuesday all the way through the Super Bowl, and the King can do that. The King can do that, but I've got no issues with LeBron. Uh, The scoring record will not be broken because LeBron's going to put it well over 40, and I'm telling you these players are not going to do what LeBron did. One, they can't come out of high school, so you can't start your career coming straight out of high school. Also, LeBron has been available. Guys aren't going to be that available. The, The way the league is going, load managing and taking time off and even now with the mental health aspect, guys are gonna be taking mental health breaks. Nobody's touching LeBron's record, but uh, yeah, back to the game. As Lou was talking about with with the Eagles, and uh, you know, I didn't bet the Eagles. I swear to you, and maybe somebody heard me say this: the Eagles have let me down. Whenever I've I've bet on the Eagles, I'm a Dallas fan, so I shouldn't be betting on them anyway. But anytime I thought the Eagles were good, whether it was this year or years before, and I wanted to bet on them to cover. Like, I bet on them to cover a couple times this year, and then they end up in close games against the Colts or I don't know. You know, they, they, I just you can't trust those dirty birds. So I feel bad for the Giants fans, Cowboys fans, even Jets fans, whatever, that trusted in the Eagles and put money on the Eagles, and they lost. They lost. That's how Vegas made all their money. FanDuel made all their money. And, yo, what was up with Gronk not kicking actually live? Like, all of those commercials they ran, all of the hype, every time I open my FanDuel app, they cut to somewhere outside, and it's pitch black dark. So I don't want to hear that it was live. I guess it was live in the East Coast. I heard, like, Kay Adams come out and say it was live. It didn't look live. It looked like they recorded it. He missed the field goal, and it was all that hype, all that build up for what? Just cut that out. Like, just do something else. Don't build and hype something that's not actually going to be live and then be lame. I don't know. I didn't care for the Super Bowl commercials at all. I didn't care for any of them. None of them did anything for me. I don't. There was no memorable ones. I guess it was funny to see J-Lo and Ben Affleck. But not really, bro. Like, I'm not beat for the commercials anymore. I'm not beat for any commercials, YouTube ads... None of that. Give me seven hours of commercial-free football, and now we've got seven months without football until football comes back. I have to take a break, and I'll be back a lot sooner. 877-337-6666. The show will come back right after this. When this
0: happened, you talked about it on The Fan. The
1: New York Mets have acquired... Mike
2: Piazza from the Florida Marlins.
0: When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app.
1: Back on The Fan a couple minutes before 12. Keith McPherson joining you till 2 a.m. Talking through the sports the day after the Super Bowl and the uh, You know, an hour after the Knicks beat the Nets. Congrats. In other news, I mean, there's a few things. I'll sprinkle in some baseball talk. I can't help it. I can't wait till we can actually talk about baseball. My football season is over. My basketball season might as well be. Brandon Nimmo out of the World Baseball Classic, and he spoke on it. He said it'd be counterproductive to the goal of winning a World Series. That last time, he got hurt in the last game, and he would really, you know, kick himself if something happened. So he's all locked in on LGM and the Mets making it happen in 2023. On the other side, with your New York Yankees, it did not make me upset to hear that Nestor Cortez tweaked his hamstring. Shout out to my guy, Nasty Nestor. A tweaked hamstring is nothing, folks. A tweaked hamstring is just, oh, We're going to have this take the headlines of me not playing in the World Baseball Classic, not for Cuba, but for the United States. He's not going to be pitching for the U.S. He's pitching for the Yankees, and the Yankees welcome that, and Yankees fans should welcome that. Don't uh, feel down about Nestor. He said he's going to be ready by opening day, and of course he will be. A hamstring tweak, they could fix that in a week, week and a half, and I don't think he's necessarily hurt. I just saw him two weekends ago at American Dream. You <laughs> know, not trying to like. I just think it's so easy to see. Like, you know, I'm sure his hamstring would have been fine showing up there. But I saw Yankees fans online like, "Oh, it's ruined first day of baseball season and Nestor's hurt." No, Nestor is not going to pitch in the World Baseball Classic. That's good news. Uh, bad news: the extra innings rule with the uh, ghost runner, who I like to call Manfred's man on second. Manfred League Baseball is here to stay. They say that's permanent now, except for not in the postseason. So what? You mean the most important games that decide uh, the end of the year in October won't have an automatic runner, but the extra inning rule with the automatic runner at second base is here to stay for all regular season games. Got it. Bro, like, I don't know. Shout out to the baseball fans that are only baseball fans and don't get so much into the NFL and don't really care about the Super Bowl until it's over so they can say, "Yeah, it's baseball season. I don't know what we're going to get this season. I'm, I'm into baseball. I love baseball. I'm excited for baseball. But with these rule changes and some of these things, like, all right, I get it. The whole initiative is to speed up pace of play. But we have all the time for I don't. I don't even. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. We're gonna have this conversation all year. We're gonna have this conversation all year. They're changing up the rules. It is what it is. They think it's for the better. Hopefully, it is. And uh, we're gonna get all into that very soon. We'll have some spring training games soon. But the ghost runner, aka Manfred's man on second, aka fake baseball. How did that runner get there? That's gonna be the winning run. Yeah. They they said they they say players like it. And I don't know. There's some weirdos that that claim that they like it. To me, it's it's not baseball. Uh, if I don't know that, if that guy, how'd that guy get on second base? Double? Did he walk? Did he steal second? He didn't. Is Manfred's man on second to try and make things go faster? And I think I saw a stat that, um, you know, most of these games, like they should they should add the ghost runner in the eleventh inning because most of these games, if they don't get decided in the ninth, they get it decided in the tenth. Like, give them at least another inning of real baseball, maybe two. It really should be like an 11th or, or really a 12th inning rule. Like, let them play the game out. It changes strategy. It changes approach. And the Yankees aren't that great at it. So I haven't loved the, uh, you know, runner on second, get that guy to third, and then get him home, and, you know, they they try and uh, intentionally walk guys to first with the open base, whatever. It's fake baseball, but it is what it is. It's it's Manfred's league, and this is Manfred. League Baseball, get ready for it. Also, Mets fans, get ready. Keith Hernandez is coming back. You knew he was coming back. You'll get Gary, Keith, and Ron again. And, uh, you know, it took a little while, but there was no way they weren't going to have Keith Hernandez in the booth. What if this is the year that the Mets win the World Series? you got to have Keith Hernandez there. Uh, Other than that, with the uh, Cardinals gig, the Arizona Cardinals, I think they've narrowed their search down to uh, you know, the D the, the D coordinator Gannon from um, Philadelphia and then also Bengals, DC, Lou and Arumo. So they're thinking that Mike Kafka is out of that. That's good for Giants fans. Now, most likely you will get another season with Brian Dable having Mike Kafka as his OC and Wink Martindale as his defensive coordinator. And good. Uh that's what you need. You need to run it back. I think the, the Giants are going to be super motiv- motivated, especially knowing that like the Eagles are the measuring stick, right? You get to face them twice. That's the team that represented the NFC in the Super Bowl. You feel like in the regular season, if you can beat them once, or maybe even beat them twice, then you might be able to take that step. Who knows? We never know. You don't know what can happen in a year in the NFL. But I thought this was interesting. I saw this today. This pertains to Giants fans, too, that I had in my, my notes. Uh, Marcus Mosher, he's a big Dallas Cowboys fan that I follow on Twitter. He said, take a look at the leading rusher from the last 14 Super Bowls and their base salary. Now, we just saw Isaiah Pacheco, Vineland kid, went to Rutgers, seventh round pick. I think they drafted him 251 overall. He made $870,000 in the NFL this year. Last year was Cam Akers. He made 890. Two years ago was Leonard Fournette, who came in at $2 million, but, you know, it's Leonard Fournette after, um, you know, his. First contract, him being drafted by the Jaguars. In 2019, it was Damian Williams on the Chiefs. He was making a million. In 2018, it was Sony Michelle. He was making $480,000. There's guys walking the streets in New York that make that easy. Eagles, in 2017, were led by LeGarrette Blunt. He was making $900,000. The year before, the Patriots were led by the same man, LeGarrette Blunt. He was making $760,000. 2015, the Broncos' C.J. Anderson was making 585 thousand. I'll stop right there. I don't have to give you all fourteen. What this was basically saying is, Super Bowl teams don't pay running backs. Super Bowl teams don't have to pay running backs. The the formula in the NFL, it's a passers' league, and uh, I don't know. You got to pay Saquon, but what you know, all signs lead to that you don't need to be paying a running back. or more to get to the Super Bowl. You need to allocate those funds elsewhere. All right. And, uh, I mean, I had a couple things to add before we go to this break right here. Lawrence Cager set to become a free agent. No, he's in the fold. I think he tweeted out that he'll be back uh, with the Giants. Other than that, man, we will continue to talk about the Super Bowl. And I got to put out there that Greg Olson's salary, he did a great job, I thought. Yesterday He did a great job all season, but his salary of $10 million is going to drop to $3 million when, of course, Tom Brady gets going. And Tom Brady might not be better than him, but next year they're saying that this guy is going to lose $7 million and he'll move to the uh, Fox B team and Brady will take over and be the number one. Ain't that a—and I bet you Tom is not better than New Jersey's own Greg Olson. Okay, 877-337-6666. I think we got— Plenty out there to talk about with the uh, baseball rules and uh, a couple of our guys out of the world baseball classic. Keith Hernandez coming back. Also, uh, updates on, you know, coaches. I think I put out there that um, the offensive coordinator for the Eagles is most likely getting the Colts job. Yeah, so Kafka and uh, Wink will be back. We'll talk about it all. I got to take this break. Let's do that right now, Paul.